We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free. Hello, hello. How are y'all doing this, this uh, Friday evening? Looking for uh, Miss Michaela. She should be here any second. But it sounds like we had the anthem today. I saw you guys shooting up the rocket, so that's good. That's good. All right, so let me figure out where Miss Michaela is because I don't see her on here at all. But in the meantime, while we're waiting, everybody, um, there has been some interesting things that happened this week. Um, when it comes to the news, I think it's crazy how R. Kelly has more time than Maxwell did. And I guess it depends on who the who they're protecting um, or who gets what. And um, I just think that's interesting. And I'm watching the responses. I'm still seeing racist comments on social media about um, Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, and how I don't see very many pro-black <clears throat> groups saying anything about that. Black is black, right? It doesn't really matter what side of the aisle you're on, right? So that's interesting as well. But... Uh, we have 4th of July weekend coming up. Uh, I don't know what y'all's plans are, but I plan on doing this, the same thing I've been doing. I'm not necessarily going to have any plans. But if y'all have any plans for 4th of July, go ahead and throw it in the chat and let us know what y'all up to, if you're going to be grilling or not. Um, so, really, when I see where she is, I don't know where she's at. She said she downloaded the app and has a profile. So let's see where she is. Sending her the link again. There she is. Hey, Michaela, I just sent you an invite. It's on the top of the screen. So you hit that. You become a speaker. In the right-hand corner, you can unmute yourself. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, for those of you people that don't know who you are, um, she's a fierce uh, black conservative, and um, she's she has a big voice on Twitter and other um, free speech platforms. But I'm quite sure she can tell you more about herself than I can. But can you give him a brief, a little summary about who you are and how did you end up a conservative? Have you always been conservative? Um, what made you start um, speaking up? 
Well, okay, so my name is Michaela Rose. Um, I have not always been a conservative. I've actually, so maybe seven years ago, I was actually apolitical, um, very sleep, didn't care about politics. Um, I couldn't even tell you what a Republican was, couldn't tell you what a Democrat was. I probably couldn't even tell you what, who the vice president. When I tell you I was asleep, I was literally one of those people that just did not care, minding my own business. And it wasn't really until, um, you know, media and everybody around me was constantly whining and crying about Trump. And it's like, this man can't be this racist, you know, because I grew up with whites, blacks, Asians, Indians. And so I have more faith in people that um, we're not going to just vote in a blatantly racist. Because kind of what they're saying about Trump is like, come on now. So I just started following him on Twitter. I started watching his interviews live and his rallies and stuff. And I literally caught the media spinning things about what Trump was saying to make it seem like he was this big, big racist. Like they'll literally take things out of context on purpose, chop up things that we said in an interview to make him look bad. And, and then I, then I, and around that time is when I had my kids and I was hearing about the gay agenda and in schools, how they want to start talking about sex ed and kindergarten. I was like, what? And I just started, I just started waking up to everything. Like what the left has been, what they are trying to do and you know and I just kind of like my my views and my values because I'm a Christian it aligns more to the right you know I'm obviously pro-life you know I believe people should be able to defend themselves the two way and the left has is just something is going on with them I don't feel like into spiritual talk but I really feel like this the, the Democrat party they are under extreme demonic control. This, uh, you know, they just, they just have this desire to kill babies. They want to indoctrinate little children, um, confuse them. They're literally teaching mental illness in schools. Um, you know, they want to take away your guns for other, you know, devious reasons. Um, it's just, they're just insane. And so the more insane they get, the stronger my beliefs and my conservative values get. So, yep, that's who I am. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Uh, that's really interesting because, you know, um, sometimes say people like to, actually most times the media will kind of rap like myself or you all, um, sorry, myself or you or different other kind of conservatives all in the same boat where, mm-hmm. where you know, we've had discussions where, you know, you still have some faith in the GOP and you want to see what's going to happen next. And me, I'm just like abolish the party system. So where does that faith come from for you with the GOP? Because I, there are certain members within the GOP that you can tell are really trying to turn things around. You know, Majority Green. Um, I can't think right now. There's like three other ones. And... Um, you know, Ron Paul, that there are, there are some GOP members that know that things are bad. And unfortunately they are outnumbered, you know? So I feel, I feel like we need to, I, I mean, I understand we come from abolish cause I feel the same way sometimes the GOP is, is spineless, but I'm rooting for the few ones that's in there and also the, the movement 
the grassroots movement that we see on the ground, you know, within our local elections. And these people are very pro-America because people have woken up. People are angry. They're pissed off. And they see how infiltrated the government has is and, and how evil and, and authoritarian they are. And, you know, these are people that actually care about the country. And I feel, I feel like if we, if we overrun the elections with pro-American candidates where people are the people are behind them and we get them in office, I really feel like we can change, change things around. And which is also, I have more faith when I see, you know, the more crazy the left gets, to me, it shows that the more panicked they are because they know they're losing ground. They, you know, people aren't listening to them anymore. People's calling them out on their, on their bullshit. And I think they realize that, um, the speakerphone, the, um, the control they've had, even the culture war, they push things way too far and they're getting backlash. So, and I think they are worried about November. Um, so, you know, it's, it's very easy to get blackpilled and I get blackpilled <laughs> all the time, especially being on Twitter, which I shouldn't because Twitter is in real life. Um, but I just, I feel I, as of right now, I think getting, getting those pro American candidates in office is our best bet. And then possibly, you know, us trying to maybe get a third party is is you know like a long term goal. I got you. So my thing is with the third party is um, we're watching Democrats run as Republicans. They've already infiltrated the Republican Party. So I think they would do, and I'm looking at the Libertarian Party. I understand they have the Mises Caucus that's trying to fix things in their party, but they they've been infiltrated. Um, so. My whole thing is if we were to abolish the party systems, then we would have to focus on the individuals. People actually have to do their own research and their homework, talk to these candidates that are running. Um, but the other issue that we have with the that makes it harder for independents or anyone else to run, which as a, as a country, we really should work on this, is the, the left and the right, the Republican Party, Democrat Party, they have the media. Um, how often do you get to see these independent candidates or candidates who are the best um, thrown in our faces? They're not. So when you have them um, well, controlling the media. What was that? That's what I would possibly disagree with, because I would say they used to have the media, but the media has lost the has lost a lot of the influence. A lot of these um, news networks, I mean, CNN is just in the trash. MSNBC is in the trash. Uh, you know, even on Twitter, I'm seeing so much backlash um, for like these blue, you know, left leftist blue check marks these days. Like people aren't listening to the media anymore because they know they're full of shit. They know they lie. And the reason why the grass, the grassroots movement is getting so big is because people are listening and backing up people that actually listen to us, you know, pro-American grassroots you know, I'm going to fix, I'm going to fix the country type of candidates. And, and it's just, especially in Texas, girl, there's just so many elections here that has proven, I mean, we're just flipping blue seats left and right. I, I don't think media has that influence anymore. They really, and that's why they're pissed off. They're very, they're very upset. They, they, I they think, are losing their power. I think that 
Um, I think that's the illusion that they want us to think that they've lost their power. Because here's for an example, with the Pennsylvania senator race, um, which candidates did you hear about? Dr. Oz and Kathy. And there was like five other people that ran and they barely got any attention. Oh, there's another guy who ran too. What was his name? McCormick. Those are the only people's names I saw anyone talking about on Twitter or social media, but there was a list of them um, that ran, but that's the only people who got the main attention. And when some people say, well, that's because they're most winnable and this and this, but the media creates influencers. It creates people that are popular. They create celebrities and that's what they're, they're doing. Now, yes, we have our own opinions, and we didn't want Dr. Ross, regardless if the media gave him attention or not, if he was endorsed by Trump or not. But the thing is, he had the spotlight where other candidates didn't have the spotlight. And that, and when, when you bring up Texas, um, I don't know how long I've been, I was fighting and saying that Greg Abbott is no good, he's no good, he's no good. But he was getting positive media um, um, coverage until little recent, more recently. Yeah. But I was being called a traitor, uh, red coat, because I was calling him out for open borders. And instead of him just only pointing the finger uh, at um, Biden. Just recently, Greg Abbott's been, you know, been called out for his what he's what he's not doing for the border. But I've been calling that out. But I don't have. I've but I'm not I've going. Everybody call him out. I've never seen good good media coverage for Greg Abbott. I've been seeing. I was seeing good things about him, and they're talking about oh, move to Texas. Texas is so great. Uh, Greg Abbott is um, Greg Abbott is bringing more jobs to Texas. Greg Abbott was not as bad with the shutdowns as other states were. Things like that. Oh, so there's a lot of more praise going on, and not so much negative news. Like I don't the negative news. I'm looking at like how they talk about Trump. The, the Greg Abbott didn't get that kind of treatment. And then now a lot of people wanted a Chad, Alan West, Don Hoffines, and we're stuck with Abbott again. And the, the primaries. So I don't think the media did a good thing with that With when it came to those primaries so we could have a different GOP um, person. And then Trump also endorsed, endorsed him too. So people are still following what the media was putting in front of them instead of them going to Ballotpedia themselves and looking at the whole list of people that are running for office opposed to just going off what they see on TV or well, here on social media. I think with Greg Abbott, people are just content with him and they probably don't really want anything new. Like he did okay, you know? And, but I mean, I'm, I'm involved with some political um, groups here in Texas and, uh, you know, a lot of us are trying to get them out, but it's not so much media. It's also, you know, you need to advertise, you need to market yourself more. Like, you know, you drive around Texas and I didn't really, I saw a lot of hot finds, but I didn't see a lot of, um, signs for you know chad and i didn't i didn't see a lot of signs for alan west it's you know and it's always even if you create a third party it's always going to be that way it's going to be somebody that has more money that can advertise themselves more and put themselves more in the spotlight that's never going to change you know it really just boils down to who has the money to put you in that spotlight more so our elections are are bought and paid for yeah yeah to to a certain extent to a certain extent I'm uh, uh, I'm kind of worried. I mean, I'm kind of worried about November because, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we can't do anything now because, you know, obviously we would prefer Abbott over Beto, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's what I think that's with any election. Whoever has 
the most money, it's going to be able to dish out more marketing. I didn't see any Alan West. I, I, I voted for Alan West because he's a badass. He always, um, he could tell you what he would do with the border wall. But on, honestly, I also heard that there's a lot of, um, federal pushback with the wall. They're, they are, they're keeping, they're keeping, um, the border control here out of the way on purpose. Like, you know, they're really like Biden. He's trying to, um, He's trying to fire those those patrols who was um, trying to. I think they were like I think they were Haitian or something. They were crossing the Rio Grande and they put up this whole story that they they were whipping them, <laughs> and it, and it, and it, and they were proven false, you know. But Biden, I think a few weeks ago, he's saying he's still gonna he's still looking into um, having them um, fired or arrested or something. And I'm just like. There's obviously a lot of federal because, you know, they obviously have an agenda. Everybody knows by now. They're trying to keep the the border uh, open on purpose, right? That's how they get the child trafficking. That's how they get the drug trafficking. They, there's obviously a lot of pushback that they're doing t- to us and Arizona on purpose. And I think there's only so much, Greg. I don't think Greg has as much power as you think he does. I think he's – now, he's a rhino. I'm not really defending him. But I think he also has limitations, and I think the I think the Biden regime is doing much more than what they than what we are being told, you know, because they they put too much money into their agenda, and they're not going to just let you know a little state <laughs> hold them back. They're going to do what they do. I I, I I at this point I don't know what we can do about the border. It's going to get worse. Well, Texas uh, Constitution does give Greg Abbott the power to actually do something. Uh, Texas Constitution Article 4, Executive Department, Section 7. The governor, as commander-in-chief of military forces, he shall be commander-in-chief of the military forces of the state, except when they are called into actual service of the United States. He shall have power to call forth the militia to execute the laws of the state, to suppress insurrections and repel invasions. This is an invasion. Greg Abbott does have the power to do this. So does the governor of Arizona. Their constitution has the same thing in there. And he's been in office, I believe, for over 20-some years. I don't have the exact number, 26, 27 years. Um, at one point, he was attorney general. Another time, he was a Supreme Court judge in um, in Texas. And and uh, for him having this much experience, he should know what powers he has in order to protect our borders. And if he doesn't, is he fit to be in office if he doesn't know what powers he has? I'm just Donnie. So Greg Abbott can't look at the state constitution and see what he can do to protect our borders. I believe this is all political theater. Greg Abbott has been moving people over here in businesses from California. He has um, green energy deals going on here. Huh? I definitely don't like him moving all these these liberal corporations over here. Yeah, but um, he definitely has the power to do something. He just chose not to. He, He chose to point fingers and play political theater instead of actually protect, you know, the citizens in Texas. So like, and then when the whole mass mandates happen, uh, so real quick, so the, there's different big city mayors who um, who sent a letter with all their all of them signing their names to uh, mandate mask in Texas, and then the mass mandate did happen in Texas and the stores and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then also recently, um, the mayors of Texas, uh, including Arlington, Fort Worth, Grand Prairie, um, Houston, all the Austin, all the really the big cities. Um, they signed to um, ask Abbott to enforce red flag laws, unconstitutional laws. Um, so the, now the GOP helped the Fort Worth person become mayor. 
and they were attacking a man who was a preacher who was running, who was a constitutionalist himself, attacking his church and everything to get this woman in. And she goes and puts red flag laws up. If you look up and see a lot of things that are going on with Fort Worth, it's going uh, it's going left. And then but she did have a Republican voting record. But there is that issue again where, where we're having a little hard time figuring out what's the difference between a Republican and Democrat now. And then Arlington, you know, that was my race. And this guy had a Democrat voting record, but he was allowed to go to GOP meetings and um, get endorsements from certain people. Now, they weren't so as loud and blunt about helping him as they were Maddie Parker. Um, but he had help. The Republicans voted for him. And there was different little groupies, Republican groupies that said, oh, we can control him. Oh, he's a moderate Democrat. He said he's not a Republican. He said he's a moderate Democrat. So why are you guys helping put someone in there after everything that we just went through with the Democrat Party? So there is a big issue in Texas um, with it appearing to certain seats. You may, what are you thinking? Maybe that lady down south, South Texas, who got who won, who was a who uh, was a was, uh, was a Hispanic lady, Republican, uh-huh. Maya Marla Flores. Her those stories pop up. By the way, when the guy from Arlington won the seat for mayor here, um, Republicans were on Twitter uh, announcing that, congratulations, Arlington has a Republican mayor. That's because people are putting out false information. Those people who are like, we share information, like we retweet each other. And you put that out there, this guy's not a Republican. So that's the thing is we have public figures who are just reposting it because everyone's a part of a group or a team and they just share stuff. And so... I see a lot of um, bad things going on here in Texas. The property taxes are going up. They're skyrocketing. I, I Just back in, um, what is it, 2014, 13-ish, uh, Mansfield, you know, you can have property taxes under a grand. Now it's over $7,000. How are people supposed to keep their property? This is supposed to be a state where it's supposed to be, you know, smaller uh, regulations, lower taxes, but this is not, that's not Republican, but it's okay because it's, it's a Republican doing it, not a Democrat. Does, does the property tax rise up with, with inflation, though? Or has it been going up before? Um... It's, it's been going up. It's been going up for, I've been watching it for a few years because I wanted to buy a house, but that kind of makes me not want to. But even if you're renting, mm-hmm. you're, still paying, uh, you're still paying those taxes because it's going to be added into your rent. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's been going on for a while. I moved here in '08. I got I got a place in North Dallas Farmers Branch for five twenty five a month. It's almost hard to find anything for a thousand dollars now already. And this is this stuff started changing with Abbott. Well, there's nothing we can do about Abbott now. Yeah. There is things that we can do, but you know it depends on the people if we want to do something about it because we do have constitutional rights and um, things like that, like in Texas. Let me go to my favorites real fast. I have a screenshot of, my, of the Constitution in Texas for um, one of the sections. Um, we can do it, but we need people. We, the people, have to do something. We can't depend on the parties to save us. Us together, we can We can actually do something. Um, let me see. Here it is. In the Texas State Constitution, it says, Inherit political power, Republican form of government. All political power is inherent in the people, and all free governments are fun- founded on their authority and instituted for their benefit. The faith of the people of Texas stands pledged to re- the preservation of Republican form of government and subject to this limitation only. They have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish their government 
in such manner as they may think expedient. So it's actually very similar to the Declaration of Independence. Um, we actually have that power. No one talks about that. All they want to talk about is vote for this person and they'll, and they'll do something. Vote for this person, they'll do something. And then here we are, decades and decades later, we're voting for people and we're still going down this rabbit hole. We're still getting rights and liberties and stuff chipped away. And it's just really disappointing, you know, because like when I first like graduated from high school, I'm like, yes, I'm moving out my parents' house. I'm getting some freedom. And I'm like, well, never mind. <laughs> the government thinks they're my parents, too. So they're telling what bills I have to pay for. They take my money to my paycheck, a lot of it. It, it's kind of like I was so excited to have a republic form of government just to we'll look in and actually as an adult experience it. And it's like, this is not what I was taught. What is this? You know, and that kind of is like disappointing. You grow up America's most free country in the nation, the best in the world. And then you're like, wow, this doesn't sound constitutional at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, most people don't really know the Constitution. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, you know, a constitutionalist or anything. But um, I'm more of just like human behavior. I just don't see anything changing anytime soon because what we've been doing has been embedded in our culture for so long. It's going mm-hmm. to be really hard to get like what you're trying to do up and going. But I mean, it, it you know, start start now and see if things pick up. But I want to worry about no red flag laws in Texas. I'll be extremely shocked. If Greg signs off on anything like that, because uh, Texans have made it known very, uh, very loud and boldly that we appreciate our gun rights. I don't think he's that stupid. I want. I don't think. I don't think he's stupid. I just think he's corrupt as fuck. Um, but um, and it's not just up to him. That's going to be the Texas State Congress in them passing the laws. We just passed the um, constitutional carry law here in Texas. So them to try to enforce some kind of red flag laws in response of um, a shooting, that's absolutely asinine to me. But um, I don't know if you saw this um, information that came out recently where it said, um, let me tell you exactly who the study came from, too, because I reposted. You, uh, Chicago Institute of Politics, IOP, had posted about... Um, almost half of Americans feel like strangers in their own country. A new opinion poll has uh, revealed. It is also claimed that the majority of people consider their government as a corrupt institution working against them, more than a quarter saying it may be necessary to take up arms. Um, Most people in in the U.S. see the government used as, um, hold on, number of Americans willing to take up arms revealed. That's what the, the subject was. And so most people in the U.S. see the government as rigged against them. And a quarter um, of them actually said they would push back with violence, a poll says. So I don't know if you saw that or not, but can you what are you thinking about the atmosphere? Like, do you feel like a lot of people feel disenfranchised in America? Well, yeah. And that's and that's the root cause of the grassroots movement. Like, you know, like, yeah, most definitely. Americans, we see what's going on. Our country has been has been hijacked by communist Marxism, pedophiles. This doesn't feel like America. And they, they make it so blatantly obvious. Look how many times Biden has broken the Constitution and how many times the Supreme Court had to, had to put him back on, had to tell him, no, you can't do this. It's unconstitutional. And look how, look what Democrats have done be saying. And also the GOP, they go along with Democrats, are spineless. You know, they've been a uni party forever. You know, um, but that's why 
real Americans are stepping up to the plate. They're like, oh, hell no. This country is going down the toilet. Let me get involved. And I, yeah, if, if shit hits the fan, I believe people will get violent. And they know people will get violent. And that's what they're working so hard to get people's guns taken away. It's not, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Gun sales have been through the roof for the past two, three years. You know, they could pass whatever, gu- you know, they could pass whatever gun laws they try, but people will always have their guns and push come to shove. They'll just get them illegally. Even the ones who aren't criminals, they want at least they want to protect themselves. So they can do it if they want to, but it's not going to end well. And yeah. you know, you know what, too, you know, I think what I'm trying to accomplish in the constitutionalist movement actually has a, a good chance of succeeding more so now because of something like that. With this is going on right now, if people don't feel like they can turn to anyone necessarily to protect them and save them. So I, I actually, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, I'm like, yeah, that might be a little far fetched. Might be kind of hard to abolish two parties, but I, people are looking at both parties right now, like, huh? There's people who want to lead the Democrat Party, but they're never going to vote Republican. And then you have people who are not even in, like into politics, but they're looking at how expensive their gas is, and they're like, um, hmm, how am I going to get to work? How am I going to feed my family? My food's expensive. My cost of living has gone up. I, it's, it's too expensive for me to afford this apartment anymore. We're going to move. And then most likely maybe have to move to a less safe area because that's what they can afford. So people are looking at, what do I do? And so when they go looking and they're like, we don't like either party. Because if you look at some of the statistics, a lot of people say they don't vote. 77 million people don't vote because they don't like the parties. If they had someone that they could believe in. And honestly, the same thing with Donald Trump. You know, like people gave a, he gave people a reason of someone who they wanted to vote for. But now let's move fast forward over to here today. People um, are not, after everything, the lies, the division that's going on in this country, they want something different. They want something new. What can we do now? You know, what's the solution? And so when I'm thinking about the solution, the things that are going on now are very unfortunate. I hate it and I do not like it for this country. But what we're trying to accomplish, this is for the people. The people make the decisions. People can do this. You're not going to get that through either of these parties because they have proven. I mean, so the Republican Party been around for 174 years, Democrat Party 194 years. They're not getting it from them. They're, they are in, on their own self-interest. And then the only Republican I really like in Congress the, a whole lot in the, the House is Thomas Massey. He's the only one that didn't sign that uh, unconstitutional bill on you can't speak ill against the, um, Israel or something like that, or anti-Semitic laws, which was unconstitutional. He was the only one that didn't sign it. So there's a few other people. I feel like they're they're good. But Massey's consistent on the Constitution. He is a constitutionalist. You know, so I do like uh, Thomas Massey, but he's one man. We need like 534 more of him in, in Congress. But we don't have that. So and I think his popularity is growing more recently, too, because people want a more constitutionalist person. They want someone who isn't a, who is uh, rigging the system against them. And when someone does, he exposes it and he does videos on why he's not signing something or why he is signing something. So and he's very well, you transparent. Have, uh, you have Lauren Barber. You have Majority Green. Um, I really like I don't know, I can't remember his name. Uh, Jim. What's his name? Jim Jordan. I really like Jim Jordan. Yeah, but 
there, there are people, like I said, with Thomas Massey, he's basically like 98, 100% on keeping his oath where others haven't necessarily. We can like them all we want to, but they sign unconstitutional laws, though. And they have an oath not to do that. Oh, Thomas Massey? I follow him. Yeah, he's the only one that I haven't I haven't seen it where he's done anything unconstitutional. Yeah, but I I don't hear anything about him though. Exactly. Because well, they don't him. want the be- the good guys like that getting all that attention in it, you know? Can but he's out him? there. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he follows me too. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we follow um, each other. <laughs> But yeah, check yeah, out more of his stuff. Think- if you if you watch him, he's not theatrical. Where you know Lauren and, and you know there's ways like you know certain they have people have different strategies of getting information out there. Where Lauren and, and MTG uh, are more dramatic, they still they still do good. I'm not going to take that away from them, but I want more people like Thomas Massey because I know I can have a more of trust that they're not going to sign anything at all that's that infringes on my rights. So. Let's, uh, we got some callers lined up. Um, you ready oh. to take some calls? Oh, snap. I know we can call. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is a, this is a community podcast. So we talk a lot together and a lot, some, there's a couple of times, you know, the folks in here who come all the time, there's been times we agree or don't agree on certain things because we're a family. We're trying to come together and find solutions. That's why. Oh, also this podcast does stream through Apple and Spotify. This is just where we um, we record it and then people can actually engage and people can actually type up in the live chat and everything and, and say things in here too. And so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. It's a, a little newer of its kind. There's not very many live podcasts like this that's on your on our phones. Yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, I like it. I was, I, was, I was looking through it. You know, I just downloaded it for this uh, podcast. But I was going to do it. I like it. It's very, it's very user-friendly, and I like it a lot. Maybe, I should, maybe I'll start using this, too. You should. You should. It'd be a little easier to, like, do shows together more often, too. <laughs> yeah, because remember last time with Twitter, I kept getting, like, knocked off? Yes. That's one of the reasons why I went and branched off and looked over here because Twitter Spaces keeps, keeps on acting up all the time. Yeah. But this one has a whole list of all the shows and it syncs over to po- to all the other kind of, um, spot, sorry, um, podcast platforms. And, um, honestly, when they were having, this is in beta mode. So they were having issues. They weren't working very well and people weren't getting their notifications. I thought I was being shadow banned and I talked to them. They're like, no, we're not doing that. We're just having a few bugs. So they fix these bugs. Or it's, it's going a lot better. And they actually uh, was nice enough to send the equipment so I could sound better. Um, so I don't know if they do that for everybody or anything like that. But, like, I was going to go somewhere else. I, I was like, you know, because it was messing up. Because it's not just for entertainment for me. This is us actually trying to do something. This is us a, a, like a tool for the movement. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, we got private up next. I'm going to go and order everybody. Um, let's, let's make sure we kind of please stay on task of what, what we're discussing and kind of like think about the things we discussed, um, Michaela, I did today and also, um, try to, to not go too long winded. Uh, so everyone else gets a chance to speak. Um, uh, we're at the 36 minute mark and I do not have it in the description section, but this time I will put it in live chat. You do have the option to tip and I do appreciate tips. They're on Venmo. And on Cash App, Venmo is Donnie the Don, and then Cash App is Donnie04. I'm going to start saying it out loud because if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, 
you know where to go. And um, and I'll go ahead and add that in the live chat and into the description section. So first up is private. Okay. Hello, private. How are you doing today? Testing. Testing. You sound quiet. Okay. You sound really quiet. I can hear you, but barely. How about now? I can hear. Yes, that's better. Yeah, Nick on the Bluetooth was kind of reversed. But uh, yeah, definitely kind of this whole Republican thing. Honestly, the GOP is. If you were around in 2011, you see what the GOP did. They're they're pretty much done. They screwed over the one man that could have got us out of this peacefully, Ron Paul. And uh, mm-hmm. it's nice to say we got people like Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene, but they're basically token conservatives. That's all they really are. They're not going to give up their power. You know, they're just not. And giving up, going, um, trying to get independent going is going to be tough. Tried to abolish yeah. the party system because they got they got the media, and the media is controlled by Project Mockingbird. And yes, all these companies they're all not making money, but they're getting funding from the government, even though the government has denied they're getting funding. But mm-hmm. how are these companies staying in business? You know, like CNN, record low ratings. You know, MSNBC, even Fox is losing ratings now because of of what they're doing. BlackRock. Uh, my question. Yeah, BlackRock. And they're they're buying up farms too, and mm-hmm. and I I hate to keep going on this, you know I know I'm trying to stay on the subject, but honestly, we need we need the nuclear family back, we need the community strong again. They broke up the community, and that's where they started to get these corporations started getting real buying these politicians off, and started paying people like like garbage instead. Like years before, you could have retirement, you have a pension. You know, families were together in the 60s, you know, even up to the 70s until they broke that up. And it's nice to say we can get the Republican Party back, but we know that Ron, sorry, Ron Paul tried that in 2012 and, and they changed the rules on him. So they couldn't do that. You know, I don't know. It's just, we definitely need more Thomas Massey's. It's just a lot, a lot to work against. We have the fascist corporations merging with, you know, the communists on the left. So it's like both sides are working against the people. And how are you going to fight that without people having their own media source? That's why I like that one uh, podcast you had a couple of days ago, but it kind of went off on the wrong direction. Where uh, what was it? Uh, Sons of Liberty. And if you had strong communities, you can go back to that. You can start your own little media thing like posters. And if everyone's talking, everyone's, you know, having these barbecues and stuff like that and eating with each other like they used to, we can get that back. But it's going to take time. And that's really, the, I think, the way forward. Yeah, I appreciate that, Private. Thanks for coming up here as always and dropping your gems. Uh, yeah, those are definitely good points. And another thing I, I like to say too is I understand that it's going to be, I would say it's going to be work. And I think instead of saying hard, I think it's going to be work for us to, you know, to abolish the party system and get the power back to the people. That takes work. But the work doesn't have to be 
not fun. We can make it fun. Um, you know, we discussed that uh, the other day, how this could be more, it could actually be fun to do these things and then actually be optimistic and excited for the outcome, what the reward will be at the end of the day when we do this. So I want us, us to try to, it's going to be hard that that will make people not want to do anything, but we understand it's, it's going to take work and it's going to take a lot of work, but it doesn't have to be unbearable and unsufferable. Like I think right now more than anything is a great time to start getting out there and talking to your community, community and educating people what their constitutional rights and their liberties are educating what their state constitutions are. And the most important elections that's in this nation that we really should pay the most attention to are our sheriff departments, because they're going to be the ones to protect us against the federal government, our state governments and our municipalities. So I, I would say that, you know, definitely starting local, and getting things rolling that way is going to be a, a big impact. But let me get over to Robert next. But private, I do appreciate you for coming up. Wait, can I can as always? Can I say something to private? Um, yeah. Um, so private, I I understand what you're saying um, about the getting the family back together, and I do think that is what what's happening. Um, you're seeing a lot more families pulling the kids out of public schools, teaching them themselves, a lot more conservatives. A lot of conservatives are having more children than, than the left. And I think, and more, even more countries are becoming more, um, Christian based or at least religious based where they value family. And I think also the backlash to the, to the, to the rainbow cult is causing people to like, you know what, we need to go back to our values. So I, I, I am a little more optimistic, I think. And also it's kind of facts out there that we are, people are starting to go back into those traditions. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it because all the corporations, you know, are bought and paid for by the, by the rainbow cult and all that stuff that's really trying to promote. So it seems bigger than what they really are, but they are losing that part of the culture war. Like people are not people are not buying this whole gender bullshit and, you know, all this nonsense. And parents definitely don't like their kids being indoctrinated in schools. And that's why homeschooling has risen up to such a high, high percent now. I'm actually going to start I'm going to start homeschooling my kids, too. I pull them out of public school. So I think I think America it had to get this bad for people to wake up and now we're kind of starting to fight. And it's going to take a while to get our country back. But I think, I think the movement is heading in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, just one quick thing that I'll, I'll bow out. What you could do is start waving at your neighbors, start building that relationship. Just wave at them every time you see them. Real simple. Start there. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Private, for that. And um, you know what, Michaela, I want to um, add something else that you had said to the whole um, alphabet community. A lot of people feel like they're being forced on them. People say, you know what, I support them. That's great. But I don't want to see every other commercial where that's they have have to have something like that in there. And I want to see it in every TV show. I don't want to see it in every movie. It's, it's being forced on us. And the thing is, the problem is it's backfiring. And people don't like it. And then um, there's certain people whose voices, I guess, are not being heard because they don't like it either in that community. They don't like it. And then they don't like the whole thing where um, it it seems like they're trying to add pedophilia into their their movement as well. So 
people don't like it. They don't. They're tired of being forced down their throats, and it's going. It's going to backfire. You know, trying to get extra privileges over everyone else is an issue. I, yes, we believe in equality here, but there. It seems like people are trying to get extra privileges, and uh, that's not. That's not how it's supposed to be. They're but uh, ne- yeah. Next up, we have Robert. What up, Robert? Get prepared to drop them flames. <laughs> yep. Um, are you hearing me okay? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, good. So I hooked up my road mic, by the way, because my Yeti was whatever. But um, the now, I, I think I've told the story to a few people. But back while I was working at McDonald's in the early 2000s, this is relevant to the topic. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I like you how know, you had to say that real quick. <laughs> Am I getting that uh, bad? <laughs> Go ahead. You're okay. You're okay. We'll talk later. But uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but uh, most most of the workers there they treated me like crap. I was the token white boy, so they gave me the worst. Uh, they gave me the worst assign uh, worst assignments at, the, at work. And I was always, and I had no problem doing it because, hey, it was my first job, whatever, not going to complain. But uh, one of the guys that that worked there, uh, because that was when I was living with my parents, and sometimes they would pick me up from work back then. And, and the one guy that always treated me with respect outside of the manager was the one gay dude there. He was he was in the closet, but you could tell from his mannerisms that he would that he had a boyfriend. But but you know what? I didn't care. All I all I cared was that he was he was like it, he he was uh, every time my parents would come to pick me up from work that back while they were picking me up, he'd be like, "Hey, Mrs. Hey, Mister and Mrs. Roberts uh, Roberts last name," and. Uh, uh, whereas all the others that they had no respect, most of the others had no respect for me whatsoever. So there are gay people out there that that uh, that are friendly, respectful, and as long as you don't get in their business, that they that they won't get into yours. Then, so I think you touched on a very important point there that. That most people just want to be left alone to live their lives. They don't want they don't want rainbow flags everywhere and and hearing LGBTQ MNOPQR whatever. Okay, they most people don't want that. They they you live your life, I'll live mine. Did and so that's so that's my stance because. I've I've said before that I think I don't think the government has any business in the bedroom anyway, uh, outside of uh, outside of dealing with chomos and people like that, and and yeah, pronouns. Fuck your pronouns, uh, because you use what they them Caesar and all this other crap. It's like fuck that. I'm going to call what I see. If I see a girl, I'm calling you she. If I see a boy, I'm calling you he. You know, at, at least as long as it's at least as and and God help us if they ever make that into law, which that's that's uh, that's that I think is. And then 
the gender thing, I could go on for hours about gender because uh, because when you I but let me I'll keep it brief, I promise. Now now when I used to now when I used to now in one of my past jobs, okay, we one of my past jobs was a drug clinic. Uh, and you and the my problem with transgenderism is just all the complications it introduces to the medical world and all the unnecessary medical complications. Because first of all, if your chromosomes say XX, you cannot be XY and the vice versa. But when I was working at the job, we never had a transgender client before that. When they had the first transgender client, and it took them two weeks to write write policies and a lot of uncomfortable adjustments because the guy the guy was in the middle of transitioning and and when they went to take his urinalysis he had a wang and and uh and that created a very uncomfortable environment because they didn't want to be sued for bigotry so they had uh but at the same time they couldn't disrespect the female workers like that so so there's so honestly, there's a lot of complications that comes with this gender stuff, and I think we're unnecessarily complicating things. Yeah, I mean, I think I wish people just use some common sense. If you are, if you still have a wang, then you know you need to still be with the men. You know, until you get it chopped off, then you can be with the women. I mean, that's really what women are concerned with. You can't rape. You can't rape us with without a wang. So it's it's really you know. A lot of these people need to just honestly just tell tell these people to to shut the f up, you know. Stop stop worrying so much about their feelings. Who cares? Use some common sense. If you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that you hate yourself. I want them to get the help they need, but to inconvenience everybody is just ridiculous. And you talking about you can go all day. I can go all <laughs> I can go all day with this with this nonsense. It's just so annoying. Um, you know, and what you said in the beginning is correct. Um, yeah, there's a lot of nice gay people. Here's the thing. We've all been living with gay people our whole lives for decades. People know they exist. We just didn't care what they did. We didn't start caring until they became narcissists. And, and hey, you need to go with my pronouns. Hey, I feel like a boy today, so I'm trans, even though I don't even get surgery. I'm trans anyways. I saw I saw a TikTok video of this girl saying she's a bird. There were people out there identifying as animals now. There's even a school that put out kitty litter because there's a girl that identifies as a cat. People have yeah. gone insane. And yeah. now it's like, though, I might have to join on with them because those animals are starting to have more rights than we are. So I don't know, man. Yeah, they are because these people put on a pedestal and the narcissists and then and now the pedals are, are starting to infiltrate and all these drag queens are trying to influence your children, kindergartners, trying to confuse these poor children, telling them, oh, you can if you're a girl, you can be a boy. And um, and you, you, know, you always see these posters about, you know, like in middle school, if you feel uncomfortable during puberty. Maybe, maybe that's not your gender. What are you talking about? 
You know, right. every, every single girl goes through a very difficult time during puberty. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, I know. But hey, let's let's get to the. We have three more people who are up here. Let's go ahead and get to them too, real quick, because we're at the fifty-two minute mark. And Robert, as always, I appreciate you. Thank you for dropping your flames and contributing to the conversation. <laughs> Next. But by the way, he's flamethrower. You may have seen him a lot on, on uh, Twitter, too. So that's why we I say think, flames. Yeah, I think I've seen him on, on a lot of your, um, whatever they're called. Yeah, on all spaces. Yeah. Yeah, spaces, spaces. Yeah. Next up, we have our buddy John. Um, how's it going? How's it going? Uh, he's going great. You know, I thought Robert was coming out of the closet for a second there, but uh, no, I'm just... <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, uh, but um, no, I, I just kind of want to get this on back on track a little bit. I mean, you know, what this is all about is really the deep state. And I mentioned yep. this once before uh, on your show, Donnie, like, you know, back in 1960, John Kennedy, when he got elected, he wanted to know just how much of the government can he really affect. And what he found out was about 25%. And this is back in 1960. So what do you think Biden can affect? I would submit zero. I mean, I don't think he's he has any say in anything that's going on. I mean, this nope. is now totally, deep state has totally taken over. And this is the shadow government that... Um, you know, we've been warned about, uh, and you, you know, and we, and you know, when you look at, uh, there was a famous Senator who, what he said, uh, was, uh, you know, today the path to total dictatorship in the U S can be laid strictly by legal means unseen and unheard by Congress, the president or the people Outward, outwardly. We have a constitutional government. We have operating within our government, a political system, a well-organized political action group, in this country, determined to destroy our constitution and establish a one-party state. The important point to remember about this group is it's not, it's not its ideology, but its organization. It operates secretly, silently, continuously to transform our government. This group is answerable neither to the president, the Congress, nor the courts. It is practically irremovable. And that was, that was a, a statement made by Senator William Jenner back in 1954. So this deep state has been growing and it's really taken over. And, and uh, you know, all of these things we're talking about is all manufactured and, and uh, produced by the deep state, really. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, different departments in the government. And I've talked about this before, like, you know, the Energy Department, U.S. Forestry Service, Education Department, Treasury Department, and so on that are have more people that are more equipped than our standing army. You know, with, they have helicopters and airplanes, drones, automatic weapons, body armor, explosives, federal powers of arrest and apprehension, and all of that. And uh, we have to continue to, and that, this is why Trump was such a threat, because he challenged them. And you see what happened with Trump. I mean, today, you know, the deep state is spying on us 24-7 with his intelligence partners like the CIA, the NSA, the FBI, and about two dozen other domestic intelligence agencies that we've uh, never heard of. And so uh, we have to remember, like, what's who's really running things. I mean, our, our uh, you know, the parties that we're talking about, the Republicans, the Democrats, uh, Libertarians, whoever you want to pick, are now spokesmen just for the deep state. 
And um, this, but I agree with what everybody's saying. I mean, it, it, you know, it has to be a grassroots movement. We have to understand like who's really behind all this and that our politicians really are controlled. If they, if they don't do as they're told, I mean, they're going to get slammed like Trump's, you know, I mean, look what Trump's going through in that whole family. And meanwhile, Biden, I mean, that family's so corrupt and so, you know, reprehensible that that but you know nothing they get a free pass you don't hear anything about it they're protected because they're they're doing exactly what the what the deep state tells them and so that's that's what's going on we just have to remember we have to expose them when we can we have to keep in mind who it is that's behind all this and that's where the real problem is i mean that's uh the the, the true government within our government that's really running things. They're telling Congress what to pass or they're, I mean, they're, they're basically in control. The one thing though, Michaela, I agree. I mean, the thing is um, what we have here that nobody else has is guns and uh, it may come down to that. And uh, so uh, anyway, I'll, I'll yield. I think I've talked enough. I want everybody else to get a chance, but uh, I just wanted to say that. Thanks, Donnie. I like it. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. So my bad. I had to mute it. Sorry. Um, you can't see the mute. I'm using the mute on the box. That's why it sounds like people are like, oh, I can hear Donnie making a noise in the background because I'm not using the mute on the bottom of the phone. I'm using it on the, on the Zoom machine thing here. But, John, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely good information. Very insightful. Um, we, next up, we have Philip, and then we have John. Um, if you want to add anything... Please hop up within one minute or John is last. Um, the other John. There's more than one John. Actually, there's three Johns. Oh, that's always fun. Um, hey, John, you, the other John, you went back to the bottom. Come back up. I, I don't know why you're down there unless you change your mind. But thanks so much, John. We're going to get to Philip next. Hello, Philip. How are you doing today? How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Wow, you're loud. I normally am, you know that. <laughs> That's what happens when you got a lot to say. You get loud, right? Yeah, depends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michaela, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Ah, pretty good, pretty good. So uh, did I hear you right that you're from Texas as well? Well, I'm actually from Florida, uh, born and raised in Tampa, uh, I moved here in 2008, so I've been here for quite some time now. Well, real quick, hold on one second. So you mean to tell me we both moved to Texas the same year? <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, I moved here June of 08. Actually, June 20th, to be exact. <laughs> I moved here like around April, and we're also the same age, too. What a coincidence. That is crazy. Spirit, spirit <laughs> sisters. <laughs> Well, I moved to the red state of California in 2015. I mean, Texas. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, what? Even though I did think California was pretty red, except for, like, the L.A. and stuff. But Yeah. Hmm. Well, so, anyway, I, I was listening earlier, and uh, I'm not picking on you. I don't think I am. But you were talking about the, the handful of Republicans within the Republican Party and what they're trying to do to fix it and everything. <clears throat> Well, I used to be part of the Republican Party. I actually ran under the Republican ticket. So I got to rub elbows with, with people within the GOP. Mm -hmm. They're no different. They're exactly the same as the DNC. 
There's absolutely no difference. And I can guarantee you 100%, those four or five that you see are there because they're allowed to be there to keep conservatives voting Republican. That is the only reason why they're there. And they're either part of it or they're not smart enough to know they're getting used. And either way, they're not good enough to, to be running or, or, or having any say-so over the people of the United States, whichever way it may be. Um, I, I'm a, I'm, I guess I should have said this when I first started, but I'm actually a presidential candidate for 2024, an independent presidential candidate. Um, I run for state senator in District 37 in Texas under the Republican ticket. <clears throat> um, my last run-in that I had <clears throat> with the RNC was me going to the state capitol with a stack of information <clears throat> proving to them the, the ties to their Republican, um, I guess you would say nominees or, or people running under the Republican ticket in South Texas. Um, showing their ties with with certain cartels in Mexico and with the Democrat Party. And I was told, it's all about turning the map red. We don't care. That's what I was told. They also told me that I would never go far in politics unless I learned to get on board. The day, that day I left, well, I cussed them out. But I left, and I left a Republican Party, and it's been the greatest thing that I've ever done. The absolute greatest thing that I've ever done. Now, I know a lot of people can say that, but I can actually prove it. Um, I can also prove, you know, how exactly how corrupt the FEC, the Federal Elections Committee, which is who you register yourself, you actually register yourself with whenever you run, um for any federal position um, and how they have, have been corrupted to gear everything toward the two-party system. Um, they make it extremely hard on any quote-unquote third party or independent. I myself don't even believe in the third party. I believe in no party. And the reason why is because all parties are actual on paper corporations. They are corporations. Okay, They're businesses. And if you go and you run within that party, okay, you sign a contract with that party, and you are an employee of that party, not an employee of the people. So you're only allowed to do what they tell you to do. So if, you, if, it, if it appears like someone is actually standing up for us and they're a part of any party, they are only doing it because they're allowed to do it. Okay? That's the only way. Now, those same people will come up and they'll say, that's not true, this is not true. Well, of course, I would say that too if I was them. But, you know, it, it, that's just the way things really are. And that's, I mean, that's where we're sitting at in this country. Um, our constitutional rights... Our Bill of Rights mean absolutely nothing to any party. It means nothing. Even if you look through within the, the third-party systems and you look at their platform, there is not one that, that doesn't have something within their platform that is unconstitutional. 
that goes against the Constitution. Um, and, and I think that that goes back to the simple fact that they are corporations, you know. Um, so I would just like to say that that we just have to be careful. And, and if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And there is not a party that is for us. It's they're only for themselves. Um, I just wanted to throw that little bit in there, um, and I'll let you guys go because I know, uh, I know Donnie's probably ready to get off here. I hey Philip, thank you so much for coming up there, up here, and uh, discussing that from that perspective of a, another reason why that you because there's other reasons why other people don't want the party system anymore. But I, I like that you gave a different perspective that maybe others don't know about. And everyone, make sure you do your own research and homework on this stuff so you guys would know this information as well. Um, I have John up next. Um, Andrew, I'm sorry. I, I told everyone that we have um, one minute to hop in here, and I haven't seen you in the space the entire time. But then you, you hopped up here, so uh, maybe next time. Um, Monday through Friday at 7, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, you can come up and grab a mic in the future. But uh, up next, we have John. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm well. How are you? Really good. You sound relaxed. Oh, I'm super <laughs> relaxed. <laughs> I haven't even yeah, started well, drinking yet. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, drop some gems for us. I just want to give you a grassroots story about price fixing. So we had a gas station open up here a few years ago. It's gone now, but they single-handedly dropped the price of gasoline in our town by 10 or 15 cents because everybody else had to come down and meet them. What that means is 15 cents out of every gallon that you bought wasn't going to capital, it wasn't going to labor, it wasn't going to natural resources, it was going somewhere else. They were essentially doing rent extraction. They're renting you access to gasoline by uh, putting a bottleneck on it and charging you for access to that bottleneck. And that's just the municipal level. Living in Iowa, there's a state-level price fix on gas. It's heavily to do with ethanol subsidies, and that's a whole other rant that I'm not going to do right now. It's a fight to stay. It destroys the topsoil and makes our state into a one-trick pony. Then there's a national-level price fix increasing, like how many cents? How many cents are you paying to rent? It has to do with people who employ longshoremen. The boat comes into the dock. These people who use the smoke screen of COVID to say, oh, that'll just be $10,000 per crate to unload your ship. Meanwhile, they've bought calls. I don't know if you know how options work, but they bought calls on their own company, and they bought calls on petrol futures, so they get their price gouge twice, once for the gouge and 10x on their calls. And that's not the end, because there's an international level price fix. They're called OPEC. I'm sure you've heard of them. But what is OPEC? It's a cartel. It exists so that the price of uh, supply hiccup in Turkey does not affect the price in Belgium. Just like the EU used to be the EUCC for coal and steel, which exists. So a supply hiccup in Turkey does not affect the price in Belgium. They're price-fixing organizations. China devalues its currency to fix the price of labor. The Fed fixes the price of money. That's what the interest rate is. All prices are fixed. Seeing as I'm speaking into a conservative audience, I'll put it this way. You can't blame capitalism for anything because it doesn't exist. There's no meaningful competition anywhere. It's a feudal society that we inhabit. And rent is 
what's going on. And only the neoliberal does not parse the capitalist from the rentier. They don't parse wealth from capital. And that's where, what's the solution? I don't know. Make a distinction there. That will begin the solution of how to not be monopolized and be basically a reinvention of thir- like when Robin Hood existed. When he's a thief who was considered a hero because it's considered a criminal to extract half your workers' productivity via rents. But that just described my whole life. Probably yours, too. And it's worse than that because that's just a literal land rent. If you consider all monopoly pricing power rent extraction... It's very much more than 50% of your income. It's going to your owners, not producers, owners. There's a difference. All right. I appreciate you for coming up, John, and um, dropping your gems as well. Uh, A little off topic-ish, it sounds like, but that is some good information to share. I appreciate you for sharing that with uh, the audience and then um, definitely come back and uh, share some gems in the future. But we're going to go ahead and uh, log off, you guys, because that's the end of the show for this evening. I do appreciate everyone for being here and participating. Y'all can do anything else on a Friday evening. At, what, what are we at? Um, an out, uh, what, uh, 8.40 p.m., but y'all are here with us. Uh, I appreciate you, Michaela, for coming on and, and chatting with us and having the discussion. You know, I think these, are, these discussions are important because a lot of times they wrap up Every conservative has the same kind of conservative, and, and we have different goals. A lot of people have different goals and beliefs. And, you know, um, I think it's good to have the discussion, you know, even if we don't agree on everything but and have different ideas of how to accomplish that, I think that it needs to be heard. So when people are trying to find a solution, they can check out what Michaela's saying, they can check out what Donnie's saying, and anyone who uh, contributes to the conversation by grabbing a mic tonight. Is there anything else that you would like to add? Do you have any um, way for everyone to find you? And do you have a website? Do you have a podcast or anything um, that they can plug? You can plug into the live chat so we can find you later. Who me? Yes. <laughs> um. So I did have a podcast, and I kind of still do. I've just been kind of hiatus, but uh, it's. The Rose Release Podcast, it's on Spotify. I'm on Twitter at Michaela Rose J. I will I will uh, record my third episode soon. Um Yeah, I will. <laughs> but yeah, that's how you find me. I'm usually on Twitter, I'm also on Instagram, same thing, Michaela Rose J. Um Are you on the are you on all the free speech platforms like Gab and Gitter and True Social as well? Yep, yep. I'm on Getter. I'm on True Social. I'm on. Um, did I say Gab? I'm also on Telegram. I need to. I need to post more on Telegram too. But I'm pretty much on every social media space. I'm also on Locals, but I really haven't done anything on there in a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm pretty easy to find if you can actually find me. Twitter got me shadow banned really bad, so um, <laughs> Twitter hates me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm but I'm primarily on Twitter, and I will start recording my third episode. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun, Donnie. Thank you for inviting me on your show. Oh, definitely, of course. Make sure you come back, okay? Yes, I will. And then I'm going to go ahead and close this out in our anthem, you guys. Uh, Michaela, I don't think you heard the anthem quite earlier because you weren't here, but I would, I, I love it. Actually, um, 
it's if you recognize it, text me um, later on where where it came from. But but uh, go ahead, check out the anthem, you guys. Um, I'm so glad that y'all made it. I appreciate y'all's times. Uh, God bless you all. Bye. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed but when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into The Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political property, be free.